Hey guys, before we get started with today's episode, I just want to do a little bit of shameless self-promotion. It's a new year, so why not go to my website, dragonstoneastrology.com, and book in for a reading to see what's happening for you throughout 2024. Readings start from 15 minutes for tarot and go all the way up to an hour for astrology, and there are price points and reading packages that are available to everybody. I try and keep everything as accessible and competitive as possible. Also on the website are the talismans. Do please check out the talismans. And while you're there, just sign up for the mailing list because quite often I'll run promotions or flash sales or just give out discount codes for the hell of it. And I only do that for people on the mailing list. I tend not to publish those discounts on social media. So check it out, dragonstoneastrology.com. Now on with today's episode. Hey guys, happy new year and welcome to 2024. I wanted to do a quick solo show today to generally recap 2023, to talk about 2024, to maybe talk about the arbitrariness of time and how calendar time is often at odds with astral time, I suppose you could say, celestial time. I wanted to cover off a few just random thoughts that I was having while I was moving into my studio. So 2023 was an interesting year for me. It's probably the first year in a number of years where I wasn't grappling with or recovering from or anticipating some sort of catastrophe. It was a wonderful year personally. Family life was really, really good. We moved house, uh, we moved out of a not amazing rental situation into a somewhat better rental situation. Professionally, life was good. I launched the website. Well, I suppose you could say I launched a section of my existing website where I offered talismans for sale for the first time ever. And I did that in 2022. So 2023 was a real sort of uptick in traffic through that part of the website. And subsequently the business or that arm of the business grew quite well. There's also the usual, you know, array of beautiful clients that I saw in 2023 for tarot and astrology. The year for me started in a really interesting way. I I was working at a music festival for the final days of 2022 in Melbourne, Australia, a music festival called the Falls Festival, which is usually held in regional Victoria, the state where I currently live. But due to the pandemic and all of the associated kind of aftermaths of that was held at the at a big outdoor music venue called the Sydney Meyer Music Bowl in Melbourne. And so the final days of 2022, which was possibly the best and worst year of my life for various reasons, were spent doing readings, year ahead readings for 2023 for a bunch of uh, a bunch of kids, basically, like, you know, early 20s, enjoying themselves at a music festival, wink, wink, and really uh, at that stage receptive to a lot of spiritual messages, which was the context of a lot of readings. One thing I noticed at the end of 2022, while I was doing three days of rapid fire, constant readings, was everybody's year was looking pretty damn good, actually. And then 
for my usual suite of year ahead readings, which tend to take up most of January for me, seeing regular clients and doing their year ahead readings, people were generally having a good year um, in that there wasn't as much kind of blanket uh, depression or anxiety or money issues or any of the usual astrological markers or, you know, tarot markers for people having difficult or challenging years. You know, just before 2020, for instance, I noticed a real big uptick in those sorts of markers. And I wasn't noticing them so much at the end of 2022. As a result, 2023, for a lot of people who check in with me multiple times a year was a, was a pretty damn good year. And on a personal level for me, I also do my, my year ahead spreads and I keep a very close eye on my astrology. 2023 was a really amazing time. In a similar way so far, although it's only the 1st of January, but for those early bird clients who come and see me in December wanting to know about the year ahead, I'm seeing things looking pretty good. And my sample size isn't statistically significant, put it that way, but it's still pretty sizable. And I have clients from all walks of life. I have clients from all parts of the world. And everybody's gearing up for another reasonably okay year. Which brings me to something that I I have mixed feelings about, which are the year ahead forecasts. Everyone, every astrologer and his dog has a year ahead forecast, right? Some of them are fucking awful. Some of them are really spot on and typically, you know, very accurate and in-depth and nuanced and the astrology is solid. Um, Two of the best, obviously, the astrology podcast and also Gordon White's podcast, Rune Soup, has an interesting take on forecasting generally. They do things by halves in Rune Soup land. They do six monthly forecasts, and I recommend checking out the latest one. I've done my share of year ahead forecasts. Last year, I did a 2023 forecast with Lance Baker on his podcast, and I'll link that in the show notes. And going into that was pretty fraught for me because generally I don't like blanket year ahead forecasts. I really don't. There are some years where it's, you know, generally what works for everybody works for everybody on a personal level. Um, Obviously, 2020 was one of those years where it was going to be challenging. No one got it right in terms of the pandemic that I've heard. So anybody who retrospectively claims to have called the pandemic, I think is full of shit. But, you know, that was one of those years where the astrology globally wasn't great and everybody's personal experience trended towards not so great. And that's kind of the first in, I don't know, maybe 10 years of listening to year ahead forecasts, um, reading year ahead forecasts where, you know, it was on the money and really hit home for me on a personal level. And the problem I think that I have with year ahead forecasts generally is that it's, it's, it's a general forecast. There are some people who, despite all the shit that was happening a couple of years ago, had an amazing couple of years, right? Who saw their, you know, um, personal wealth increase or, you know, who found themselves in a lockdown situation with someone and ended up getting married. You know, there are a lot of personal victories that constantly spring up um, out of the, the cracks in 
the heavy general pavement of the year ahead landscape, which are on a personal level really quite beautiful. Given that the bulk of my clients that I see and, you know, the bulk of people who have an interest in astrology, given they tend to be more interested in how things affect them personally, you know, I, I, I really struggle to understand why people put so much personal weight and angst behind year ahead forecasts. So, Looking at the astrology for 2024, particularly the first couple of months, there's just a lot of intense clustering of planetary activities in particular signs. In your own chart, these planetary energies are going to be clustered around certain houses and certain spheres of influence. This could be amazing or this could be fucking awful. There are so many more variables that will apply to your particular chart, your particular circumstances, which will dictate in the end whether you're going to have a great time or a terrible time or a time where not very much actually happens at all. So I guess what I'm saying is go ahead, listen to the year ahead forecast. Be aware that if you have a high profile and you're doing year ahead forecasts, it's a great way to attract new listeners. It's a great way to engage existing listeners. But the value on a personal level in terms of meaningful information for you is low. I'm not going to say it's non-existent, that's bullshit, but in terms of describing one-to-one -one your particular situation, it's probably not going to do very much. So rather than make this like a 15-minute plug for my own astrological services, I'll just put it out there. You know, if you book in with me or any other astrologer, you know, of your choice, uh, odds on um, that, you know, odds are, sorry, that you're going to get a, a reading that is going to make more sense to you on a personal level. You know, a good reading isn't cheap and a cheap reading isn't good. And these year ahead forecasts are free and they're generalized and they don't take into account your personal astrological, you know, variables, your ascendant, where all of the action's going to be happening, which house, what natal planets also occupy the house in which these transits are going to be happening. They don't take into account, for instance, Fedarias. They don't take into account zodiacal releasing periods. They don't take into account any number of other tabulations and formulations that go into you know, what a standard astrological reading should look like. So listener beware is, is what I'm saying. On a deeper level too, um, there's really so much of so much of what goes into a year and so much of what goes into a series of transits you know it comes down to the way that your mindset works and i think what we're starting to see as we emerge out of the saturnine fog of 2020 the early 2020s and into the halftime show for this decade which let me tell you is going to be fucking huge we're going to start seeing ways in which personal agency can start to re-enter the picture. A lot of the revival, the traditional revival of, you know, traditional astrology revival has put a lot of emphasis on fate again. And I think that was necessary given that the psychological kind of themes that dominated astrology before the mid-2000s put a lot of emphasis on subjectivity. What we have at the moment is an opportunity to walk a middle path, and I think that middle path really comes down to personal agency and personal mindset. 
and worldview. There are certain things that astrology will describe objectively as happening. And, you know, I think that for the most part, you know, those events happening really, whether they impact you positively or negatively is, is down to your attitude towards those events and the framing that you put around them. This isn't news, right? This isn't a new theory that I'm coming up. This isn't the Dragonstone approach to life. It's, it's quite common. And I think that those philosophies, those schools of thought, those practices, those disciplines that take into account a balanced approach between personal mindset and external events are what will gain more traction in the world of astrology, spirituality, divination, tarot, etc. in the coming years, especially as we start to see the emphasis shifting onto the individual with things like Neptune entering Aries, Saturn Neptune together in Aries, and the way in which the individual juxtaposes themselves against the collective, which is kind of the Pluto in Aquarius story. So be aware that a lot of the bad shit that can happen um, seems scary if you're starting from a position in the present and you're thinking about the future. Being prepared also means preparing your mindset as well. And to close things off, one of the best parts that I found from the early 2020s was the way in which the emphasis was on Capricorn. I had a lot of Capricorn clients around that time, and generally I can track the, the type of sun signs that I'll see coming through my door as an astrologer based on the position of Saturn. So I had some, some real good Capricorn clients around the early 2020s, and these guys had the most amazing approach because built into Capricorn is the way in which you handle reality and looking for the practical answers and looking for what works versus falling into a puddle. If you've got the right mindset, then impossible is nothing, to use a cliche. So that's year ahead forecasts and that's how to handle them and that's what to do with the ones that you can find for free on the internet. The really good ones are the astrology podcast, like I said, and Rune Soup. I'm going to link to both of them. Uh, if you're going to listen to any, listen to those because they're good. And the people who do those podcasts are really good astrologers. So 2024, it's going to be either fantastic or shit. Um, it's going to be either very busy or not very busy at all. Personally, I paradoxically don't have a very busy year, although the transits at the first half of the year are going to absolutely hammer my chart. I don't necessarily think that's going to equate to anything too new, too novel or anything like that. But, you know, I guess the more emphasis I put on my mindset and the more ways in which I can find balance and equilibrium between accepting that any challenge that I face can be overcome and also accepting that reality will fluctuate in terms of the challenges that it provides to me. These are the two sort of pillars um, through the middle of which I'll be approaching the year ahead. I, I'd recommend that for you if you're interested. I really only do the whole this is what I would do in this situation kind of thing when it comes to advice, but have a think about it. And, you know, this was just an on the fly, you know, uh, got a couple of minutes to spare. Why don't we talk about 2024? I hope you've enjoyed the episode. Check out the website if you're still listening, <laughs> if you want a reading. And I'll be probably trying to post a little bit more often. Though that being said, every time I commit to a release schedule, I fuck it all up anyway. So hopefully I'll be doing more ad hoc stuff. Definitely I've got some interviews coming up over the next 12 months with some really interesting people. 
And, you know, I, I wish you all the very, very best for 2024. There's no reason why this can't be a fucking amazing year. Okay. Take it easy, guys. And I will be speaking to you again very soon. Ciao. Bye.